Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Podcast. I am your host, Rick Saratella, here on this Tuesday, April the 21st, 2015, just 10 days away, less than 10 days away, I should say, from the upcoming 2015 NFL Draft in Chi-Town this year. NFL Draft Bible will be on location, live streaming, live coverage, live interviews. So be sure to check out NFLDraftBible.com for all our draft coverage. Of course, over on Twitter, at NFL Draft Bible are all the podcasts, interviews, scouting reports, mock drafts, anything you can ask for, that's NFL Draft. So follow us over there. And today we have a big, big show lined up for you. Going to be breaking down some offensive line prospects in a minute. But first, let me tell you about MyFantasyLeague.com. Turn $10 into $100 right now with their early bird registration. MyFantasyLeague.com. If you want to uh, be a big-time Willie and enter the big money leagues, they also have early bird registration now, so it's not too late to get on board with all that. Don't wait to the last second. Get on board, MyFantasyLeague.com. A lot of good contests going on there, as well as free contests if you're interested in that. Also, we have a new sponsor to the show, MillionDollarDraft.com, a new NFL Draft Fantasy Football Contest. You can win a million dollars if you get all 32 out of 32. Now, I don't know if anybody's making that happen, but it is a fun contest. The top 100 entries are going to share a winning of $75,000 with first place, taking home twenty-five grand. And it's only a $25 entry, so uh, check them out over at MillionDollarDraft.com, and you can follow them on Twitter at MillionDraft. Okay, as I said today, big, big show lined up for you today for all my tuckheads out there. Uh, The man we're about to have on is just a modern-day renaissance man. Uh, I don't know where he finds the uh, time for all his jobs, but uh, if you're a fan of the Ross Tucker football podcast like I am over at RossTucker.com, then you know this man brings hard-hitting analysis, uh, top-notch information, got his finger on the pulse, an All-American who played in the NFL. You can also hear him on Sirius XM uh, NFL Channel 88. He is Ross Tucker, and he is live on the hotline now. We welcome him to the show how are we doing today, Ross? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks for having me. I love it. I mean, this is your time of year, right? This is your time to shine. Uh, this is it. Can't stop, won't stop. We don't sleep this time of year, and uh, we just love it. And we appreciate you hopping on the show. There's a lot to uh, cover here. And uh, the first thing I want to touch base on is, you know, I'm very well aware of all your uh, entrepreneurial doings and all your radio and TV appearances, but I do believe that uh, back in the day, I'm rewinding, I'm turning back the clock now, 2002, I think you were part of the original um, team on This Week in Football over at the Yes Network. Am I correct? No, because in 2002, I was still in the league, so I retired still in the league. Okay. Yeah, I retired in 08, so I played from 2001 to 2007, retired in 08, but I think it was maybe 2010 
maybe I I got hired or 2011. Um, I, I was hired to be one of the analysts on This Week in Football on the Yes Network, which I really enjoyed. That was a great experience. Uh, they actually, you know, don't have the show anymore. Last year was the first year they didn't have it, so that was a bummer for me because I really enjoyed that. Okay. The only reason why I asked was because I, I used to work over there, and I was just trying to remember if we ever crossed paths with uh... – Bill Bowen, Jared Bosnick, Trevor Benjamin, all those guys, a uh, bunch of good guys. Now, um, you have your Ross Tucker podcast three times during the off season, five times during the week, so check him out over at RossTucker.com. But the big thing I wanted to talk to you today about, Ross, was the offensive line prospects in the 2015 NFL Draft, and who better to ask than someone who's been in the league, been there and done that, an Ivy League grad, uh, so some very interesting perspective. But let me start off first with the question I really want to hear from you is, if you were a betting man and you had to select one left tackle prospect to go on to the next level and, you know, you had to pound the table to your general manager for this guy, who is the prospect in this year's draft that you just say, hey, this kid's a left tackle, you can plug and play him from day one, this is my guy? Oof, that's a good question. You know, two guys came to mind for me, and, and it was Andrews Peake from Stanford as well as D.J. Humphreys from Florida. I, I think Humphreys probably has a little bit more upside. I think he's a little bit more athletic, a um, little more length, but Peake is pretty solid, man. I mean, he is just – you look at his body, specifically his lower body, and you wonder – what the heck else would he do in life if he wasn't an NFL offensive lineman? Um, he doesn't always move as fluidly as you would think of an elite left tackle, but he kind of reminds me of a guy like Andrew Whitworth in that he's so and so efficient with his movement that he gets away with maybe not being uh, as athletic or as agile as a guy like Brandon Sheriff. So I think I'd have to go with Andrews P. I mean, for, for him to do what he did in three years at Stanford, it's awfully, awfully impressive. I think he'll start at left tackle for 10 years and be okay there. All right, definitely some strong bloodlines as well. An article will be publishing today, as a matter of fact, on the NFLDraftBible.com. Now, Humphreys is a guy I think he could go as high as the top 10, maybe number nine to the Giants. And another guy being linked to the G-Men is Brandon Scherf, who you just mentioned. And I didn't hear you talk about him as a left tackle. So I'm assuming that you kind of view him kicking inside at guard at the next level? No, I think he could play left tackle. I'm not one of those people that, that thinks he has to kick inside. I, I actually think he's the most athletic offensive lineman in the class. I mean, you look at what he does at the second level against linebackers in the run game, it is just magnificent. He is so agile, so athletic, so smooth. That jumps off the tape. The issue I had was when I was watching the Maryland game, you know, I just saw him get beat several times, and I'm not exactly sure why. You know, It might just be a technique thing, a hand usage thing. He, you know, there are certain guys, that really look that they get the job done. Brandon Sheriff in that game looked great, 
but on a number of plays wasn't getting the game, the, the, wasn't getting the job done. So I think he's athletic enough to be a left tackle. I think he's probably long enough. If you look at Balaga, you look at Riley Reeves, some of the other Iowa guys, I think he's long enough to do it. I'm just more confident in Andrews Pete than I am about Sheriff, and I think that's because uh, uh, primarily the Maryland game I, I watched that kind of gave me some pause. Now, I'm not watching every snap of every game for these guys. I, 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 I pick a couple games here and there, but to watch the Maryland game and see him give up a, a sack or two and some pressures was concerning. Okay, very good. We're talking to Ross Tucker here. Uh, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, RossTucker.com, here on the NFL Draft Bible Radio Show. It's a Ross Tucker Tuesday, as one might say. And uh, another thing I wanted to get your perspective on is a guy, uh, maybe someone that people aren't talking enough about. And I know that I have a few guys in my mind that I feel like uh, should be getting a, a little more love maybe leading up to the draft, but any guy to you in this draft class that maybe you have a man crush on him or just a guy that during the process uh, you, you, you watch him and you say, well, man, how come this kid isn't getting talked about more? Anybody that pops out to you like that? Well, two guys at the tackle position specifically that weren't getting as much love earlier in the process as I thought they should were D.J. Humphreys and Jake Fisher. We've already talked about Humphreys. I think Fisher's a guy that can play both guard spots, both tackle spots, and be very efficient. He kind of reminds me of of Luke Jokel, Jake Matthews, not quite at, at that level, but, but those type of players. The under-the-radar guy I'm really high on is Shaq Mason from Georgia Tech. I actually had him come on. Um, my podcast that you mentioned, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, because I was so impressed with what he did in the run game. Now, the negative playing at Georgia Tech is they just don't throw the ball that much, so he doesn't have a tremendous amount of experience with pass blocking. And so he's a guy that you're going to have to work with for a year, and he's going to be the eighth and ninth guy on the roster for a year probably while you work with him there. But the ability is there. He's just so powerful, 6'1 and a half, 315. And to see what he did to guys in the run game in the NFL, you just don't see that in college football. I mean, high-level college football, pancaking guys, cutting them. I think he'd be great in a power scheme or in a – think he'd end up being a starter in the NFL – Maybe at center, maybe at guard, but once he gets a that for pass blocking, which some guys pick it up right away, some guys really struggle with it. I'm betting that Shaq's going to pick it up right away. Yeah, I did happen to uh, catch that episode of the RTFP. Shaquille Olajuwon Mason, no pressure there from the parents uh, naming that kid. And, you know, I was surprised he was at the Senior Bowl, didn't get a combine invite, and you talk about, you know, each year, I think there was about three dozen players not invited to Indianapolis who heard their name called during the draft weekend. Uh, Shaquille Mason, definitely one of those guys. Now, for me, the player that I think is going to be a perennial Pro Bowl type of guy that no one is really talking about as much as I think 
is the the guard from Duke, Lakin Tomlinson. I mean, I watched this kid play, has me scratching my head in terms of the evaluating process. Am I thinking something wrong here? Because I just see him play, and I just I can't see how he's not considered a first round pick. So I just want to get that out there to the listeners. Lakin Tomlinson is my guy, and I know we have you only here for a few minutes. The other thing I wanted to get in is there's a Ivy League prospect this year, which uh, you were at one time in your career, Ross, and there's a kid coming out of Harvard, Nick Easton, probably not going to be a draftable kid, did play in the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, and really has a chance to make a roster here. What I'm curious to know is, from your experience making that transition from the Ivy League to the NFL, how hard was it for you and what do you need to do to kind of separate yourself from the competition to stand out, catch the coach's attention? Coming from an Ivy League, I would imagine it's kind of harder to make that 53-man roster. Yeah, well, the first thing I would tell you is I like Tomlinson as well. I think I watched his game against Florida State. I think he's a second- or third-round pick. I don't know that he's um, – the athlete to be drafted in the first round, but I'm with you. I'm on board with him, you know, being a, a long-time starter and guard in the NFL. Uh, Nick Easton's a stud, man, and I didn't realize how athletic he was until he tested. I mean, his numbers, he's the second-best testing offensive lineman if you take into account every one of the measurables behind Brandon Sheriff from Iowa. I mean, he's right there. He's that type of athlete, and he had a terrific career at Harvard and was a dominant player this year. What's really going to help him is his temperament. You know, everybody always asks me how much of a transition it is from the Ivy to the NFL, and, I mean, it's a big one, but I don't really know what it was like to play major college football. So I don't know how different it was, you know, from playing it at Michigan, Penn State, whatever, uh, the SEC, as opposed to playing the Ivy League, I don't know what the difference is. I know there's a big difference between the Ivy League and the NFL, but I think there's a big difference between college football and the NFL, period. And, you know, to be honest with you, I had built the guys up so much in my mind. When I got to Redskins rookie minicamp, I didn't know if, like, Bruce Smith and Big Daddy Wilkinson, Kennard Lang, um, you know, I didn't know if those guys would pick me up and throw me. LeVar Harrington, I, I had no idea what to expect because I never played against any guys like that. So I actually remember coming away from that first mini camp thinking that they'd be better. I, I, I built them up so much in my mind that they're all going to be freak shows and monsters. I got there, I'm like, all right, they're good. They're better than the guys I'm used to going against, but they're still just human beings. I mean, they're, they're still just guys. They're not. They're not that great. So I, I got off to a really good start at minicamp. I think the two big things, number one, you cannot mess up mentally. Coaches can't stand that. And if you're a guy that knows what he's doing, they notice that right away because most of the other rookies are going to make mental mistakes. So me and my football intelligence, that really helps. The bigger thing, though, is how aggressive you're going to be. You need to stand out. I tell rookies when I talk to them all the time, you've got plenty of friends back home wherever you're from. Don't be brought in the lawn out there. Don't let any of these guys tell you to slow down. 
I used to go until the coaches would tell me to slow down. I always thought that was a pretty good sign. I mean, if the coaches are telling you to calm down or to slow down because you're flying around hitting people, even though you don't have shoulder pads on, you probably have a pretty good shot to maybe at least get noticed and get on the practice squad because they're going to think, you know what, this guy's crazy. we got to keep him at least on the practice squad. That was my mentality. I went harder, longer than anybody else out there, and that was something that Marty Schottenheimer, my coach with the Redskins in 2001, really appreciated. That's a big reason why I made the team. Yeah, very good. Uh, great perspective there. And Joe Gibbs is a uh, head coach traditionally known to give uh, some of the smaller school guys, lesser-known uh, prospects. Longtime friend of mine, uh, Akiyoro Jones, played up at Fordham. Same situation, came into Redskins camp, and Joe Gibbs told him, I don't care where you're from, the best 53 are going to make the roster. And we're talking to – uh, Princeton All-American Ross Tucker breaking down some Ivy League football for us. Of course, went on to play a long time in the NFL. Now host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast over at RossTucker.com. You can follow him at Ross Tucker NFL. And last one before we let you go, Ross, just because I am uh, now starting to get into the high school recruiting phase of the NFL Draft Bible and uh, one of the things we've done here over the last year and a half or so behind the scenes is really worked with mentoring some high school players and helping them get uh, recruited or recognized by the collegiate level. And I see uh, another one of your endeavors. You're just the modern day renaissance man over here. Uh, GoBigRecruiting.com uh, definitely caught my attention. It's something I became aware of as I became a, avid listener of the RTFP, but uh, I just want our listeners to hear from you a little bit more about the concept of big, uh, Go Big Recruiting as you serve as the CEO of the company. Yeah, you know, I, I started it when I was still in the NFL, and it's because my recruiting experience, you know, I sent out 35 VHS tapes back in 1995 and 96, or 96, I guess, and I only ever heard from, like, half the schools. And I was pretty good. So I thought, man, there's got to be a better way. So what we do is we allow high school student-athletes for pretty much any sport to submit their videos and their profile information to college coaches using our service, Go Big Recruiting, and know when they actually watched it. It really bothered me that I didn't know that it, if they'd even gotten it let alone watched it. So that's why I started the business. And you know, I helped some kids individually as well from my hometown of Reading, Pennsylvania. Just kids I hear about, kids I know each year. But for the most part, it's a, it's a nationwide service that just lets kids, it's kind of like getting confirmed receipt when you email or send up through the mail. I just wanted to know, man. I, I just wanted to know they got it and that they watch it. They didn't want me. That's totally cool, no problem. But I wanted to know that they got it, and that's exactly what Go Big Recruiting allows you to do. You know, that's a great concept. I really like that aspect where, you know, the high school player can find out whether or not a, a coach actually took the time to view his video, and I think that's what differentiates Go Big Recruiting is the fact that you have other 
recruiting services out there. But one of the things I always hear is, you know, I have no idea who's watching my film. So uh, for all you high school athletes out there trying to get to the next level, uh, another resource for you to check out, GoBigRecruiting.com. We've been blessed to have Ross Tucker join us here on the NFL Draft Bible podcast. And uh, we will be back at 11 o'clock with uh, the guru, Joe Everett, continuing our draft talk conversations. And in between, if you have an hour to spare, uh, you have an hour till our next show. So you can hop on over to RossTucker.com. I see you just uploaded a new episode there with uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk and Mark Dominic as well. Uh, what's some of the things you guys talked about on uh, the podcast just recently uploaded there, Ross? Well, you know, I think, I think your listeners would really like it because I was talking to Mark Dominic about how you move players up and down the draft board based on their off-the-field issues. You know, obviously it was in light of the Aaron Hernandez situation. He talked about the process of doing thorough background checks on these guys. And then he goes into, you know, I asked him, Mark, how do you know whether to move a guy down the board or drop him off the board entirely? We asked about some specific players like Josh Freeman, who was clean coming out of Kansas State. Then there were rumors of, you know, too much social life for him when he was in Tampa. So it was a really interesting interview. Mike Florio always has good stuff as well. So, yeah, I highly encourage anybody to give that a listen when they get a chance over at RossTucker.com or really anywhere podcasts are found. Right. You guys are also on the iTunes. And uh, that's interesting, too, also just because uh, – Colt Lairla, I don't know if you remember him coming out of Oregon a couple years back, the tight end, one time considered a first-round pick and had some off-the-field issues. He's actually, you know, trying to make a comeback into the league, has a workout here in New Jersey tomorrow. I'll be uh, visiting with him, so I'm going to have to tell him to take a listen. Maybe he can learn a thing or two from Mark Dominic, who's been an NFL general manager and definitely uh, a man that's well-respected and knows what he's talking about. So, uh Hey, listen, man, anything you ever need on my end, you got it. And uh, we appreciate hopping on board here at the NFL Draft Bible. We'll be sure to follow you over on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL for all your updates. And uh, definitely appreciate it, my man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You guys do a great job. Thanks a lot, Ross. That is Ross Tucker from RossTucker.com. And uh, this was a Ross Tucker Tuesday as we just get set to start our whew, Tuesday football morning here. 10 a.m. We'll be back in one hour with uh, the guru, NFL draft guru, Joe Everett, joining us on the All Access Football Show. And again, we'll be on location in Chicago with all the uh, interviews, updates, live video streaming footage from the red carpet. Check us out, NFLDraftBible.com. Of course, Twitter at NFL Draft Bible and our guest Ross Tucker.com and Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check out everything he does at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. He's also on Facebook backslash Ross Tucker NFL. And we have a bunch of hard hitting heavyweight guests lined up for you this week. Uh, be sure to tune in as we just keep bopping you over the head with the best NFL draft analyst there is. I was your host, Rick Saratella, for another edition, everybody. 
Till the next time.